Welcome back to another episode of BBP News. I am Chris Baker. Nick is enjoying a nice long weekend, so you just got me this morning, but he will be back tomorrow morning for another episode of BBP News. Getting into the weather in Los Angeles, California, it is partly cloudy 64. Houston, Texas, it is partly cloudy 78 degrees. In Chicago, Illinois, it is cloudy 45 degrees. And finally, New York City, partly cloudy 47. We have lots of news to get into, so I'm just going to jump right into it. Do, 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 do. That is the guy who is going to replace Nancy Pelosi as the leader of the Democrats in the House. But who is Representative Hakeem Jeffries? He is a 52-year-old Democrat from New York District 8, which is a Brooklyn district. He was first elected to the House in 2012. He has served as the Democrat caucus chair for the last four years and has long been seen as Nancy Pelosi's successor. In fact, he ran unopposed for the leadership role last week. He is also the first black lawmaker to even lead a political party caucus in either the House or the Senate. But Jeffries isn't the only new leader elected today. The number two Democrat who will serve as Jeffries' deputy and minority whip will be Representative Catherine Clark from Massachusetts, and Representative Pete Aguilar from California will be the number three Democrat in the role of Democratic Caucus Chair. Jeffries, Clark, and Aguilar will replace the top three Democrats, Nancy Pelosi, Steny Hauer, and Jim Clyburn, who have served in their leadership roles for the past two decades. There will be no freight rail strike the Senate has voted to force rail unions and rail carriers to accept a labor agreement negotiated back in September, but it does not include the paid sick leave the unions wanted. The final vote was 80-15. to 15. Rand Paul voted that he was present, but he did not vote on the bill. Four senators were not present, and the Senate took up two amendments as well. One, to delay the strike and force the unions and rail carriers to continue the negotiations. And the second was the seven days of paid sick leave amendment that was passed in the House. Both of those amendments failed. The sick leave amendment only failed by eight votes, with several Republicans voting yes. Though the organized labor strike won't happen next week, lots of rail union members are still unhappy. In remarks last week, President Biden said he's not giving up on mandated paid sick leave, not just for rail workers, but all Americans. The Supreme Court is now getting involved in the student loan forgiveness fight. The high court announced it will expedite review of the legality of President Biden's plan to cancel either ten dollars or $20,000 of federal student loan debt for qualified borrowers. Oral arguments between the Biden administration and six Republican-led states who sued over the program saying President Biden overstepped his authority by creating it will be heard by all the justices in February. So what does that mean for you right now? There is nothing new. The program will remain blocked with no applications being accepted and no forgiveness being granted until the high court makes a decision. Americans were spending in October and personal income also increased even with inflation. That's according to the new government 
report released last week. The report I'm talking about is the October Consumer Spending Report from the Bureau of Economic Analysis. The Commerce Department found inflation is starting to ease, but even with really high inflation, American consumers spent 0.8% more in October than they did in September. So what were they spending on? Cars, furniture, dining out in restaurants, plus we were also spending on services trying to catch up on travel and experiences we missed during the pandemic. Next month's report will likely be really strong, too, after a record-breaking shopping spree during November's Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales. The report also found personal income increased by 0.7% in October. That income came from wage increases in government social benefits like the stimulus in California. And even if you account for October's inflation numbers, that still leaves Americans with 0.4% more income in October than they did in September. So where are people getting all this money? This report found Americans have been dipping into their savings and spending on credit cards to pay for all these spending items. The saving rate dropped to 2.3%, the lowest since July 2005. Now understand this may not be your personal experience. The numbers are the average for all Americans. And and speaking of this topic, the jobs report came out Friday morning with 263,000 jobs being added by employers in the month of October. If you want to read that report or the October consumer spending report, they both will be linked down in the show notes. For his first official state visit as president, President Biden selected French President Macron and his wife Bridget to come to the White House. It's worth noting that President Biden and the Macrons are very good friends. The day was filled with exciting circumstances, including an inspection of the U.S. troops assembled on the White House lawn, the playing of the U.S. and French national anthem and speeches. President Biden said, quote, France is our oldest ally, unwavering partner. He said that in his remarks given when the French president arrived. The French president also said, quote, long live the long friendship between the United States and France, end quote. The rest of the day was filled with bilateral meetings to tackle issues like worldwide inflation threats from Iran and China, and of course, the Ukraine and Russia war. After the two world leaders had meetings in the Oval Office, they had a joint presser during a joint press conference after their hour-long bilateral meeting. President Biden and President Macron explained what they discussed. These items included the future of space programs, clean energy, ending the AIDS epidemic, their shared vision for the Indo-Pacific, nuclear safety, holding accountable Iran for its human rights abuses, and ensures Iran never acquires a nuclear weapon. The visit wasn't all happiness and everybody didn't get along at all times. The French president has been critical of the billions of dollars in electric vehicle subsidies included in the Inflation Reduction Act, which applies only to those manufactured in North America. President Macron has slammed the measure as extreme, and French officials said he intends to raise the issues in meetings with President Biden and congressional leaders. Regardless of the differences, President Biden said during a joint press conference with President Macron, the United States and France may disagree on a few items, but never disagree on a fundamental way. The night ended with a star-stunned formal state dinner for the Macrons and about 400 guests who gathered in a pavilion on the White House lawn. Because I always care about the food, I thought you might have an interest in what was on the menu that night. 
According to the White House, the state dinner guests will enjoy butter poached lobster from Maine, American caviar and beef and potatoes, following by cheese from Oregon, California, and Wisconsin. The dessert was an orange chiffon cake with roasted pears with a citrus sauce along with ice cream. The wines being served from California, and they included Newton Unfiltered Chardonnay, along with a California sparkling wine with French roots. As a customary at these state dinners and visits, the French president and his wife gave the Bidens four gifts, a vinyl and CD of the soundtrack to the film that the couple first saw on their first date, a cup from the house symbolizing links between France and the United States, a sweater from House St. James, and a watch from LLP. He also gave the First Lady a copy of Madame Beausoleil in The Plague, The Fall Exile, and The Kingdom, and selected essays by Albert Camus. He gave Vice President Kamala Harris a model of Ariane 5 rocket. The Bidens gave the Macrons a mirror made from wood, that had fallen on the White House grounds, custom vinyl collections of great American singers, a print of Thomas Edison's 1877 patent of the American phonograph. The First Lady gave Miss Macron a gold and embroidered necklace made by French-American designer. Getting into a midterms update, specifically looking at the Georgia runoff, former President Obama was in Georgia Thursday evening to make his arguments for Senator Warnock. The last day of early voting surpassed a million votes, which outpaces 2018 and 2016 early voting. Hoping to maximize turnout, Senator Warnock turned to former President Obama, a reliable source. Former President Obama made the argument of why Senator Warnock needs to be reelected in the state of Georgia and what advantage it would give the United States overall. Herschel Walker also had a rally as well and urged people to get out to the polls. He's fighting off new scandals of filing taxes in Texas and abuse of an ex-girlfriend claiming he is unstable. The runoff is tomorrow morning and we will have updates on that Tuesday evening slash Wednesday morning. And of course, a full wrap up of the election on Friday morning's news episode. Getting into rapid news, the social media platform Parler says Kanye West has no longer interest in buying them. And Minnesota nurses vote to strike for a second time this year, saying the hospitals are in a crisis. And finally, host Alec Jones has filed personal bankruptcy after he owes over $1.5 billion in litigation for his conspiracy theories of the Sandy Hook shooting. That is the end of this Monday morning news episode. Nick will be back here tomorrow morning with a new episode of Eye on the Ball. Wednesday will be Idiots in the News along with the runoff election updates and then Friday with a news episode to wrap out the week. Until then, enjoy your Monday morning, everybody. Bye.